Welcome to episode 23 of Defy the Norm podcast. In this episode, Victor and I are going back in memory lane, down memory lane for the year 2017 when we had the most epic year of travel. We started off up the California coast. We spent a month in Costa Rica hitting both sides of the Caribbean and the Pacific. And then we did an 11-week road trip up through Canada and to Banff before packing our bags and flying across the Atlantic to Europe. It was an amazing year. In fact, it was so amazing, we're only going to get through about half that year in this in this podcast, and I uh, hope you enjoy. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. Welcome. So back hmm, two weeks ago, we started this series that we are going to do back-to-back nights of telling all the years. We did six years of RV travel and full-time travel abroad, and we were going to tell the story back-to-back nights, but then something happened. Yep. The breweries opened here. Well, I've been kind of reluctant to go see because I didn't want to deal with the masks, you know? And so, and finally, I decided, you know what? I need the best of both worlds and we're, we're here in Polson and there's so many amazing things about it, but I was finding myself like too sheltered because we were, you know, when you're a campground, you're around people, but here we're kind of isolated. And as much as I think I'm an introvert, I think I might be an extrovert a lot of times too. And so we went out to the brewery and like everything's open, no masks anywhere. It's like it's like regular normal life. And so we just kept going to the brewery every night. And I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna film this after. So we're we're, we're filming now. We have our like we're going for the wine and our our storytelling. And we're gonna tell about the best year ever of travel. It's too bad Victor was there and hated it because it was the most epic year of travel anybody could want. Throw me under the bus like that. <laughs> Did you we- love it? Yes. <laughs> Was you, I with you? Yes. <laughs> so you loved it? Did you love today? Yes. Did I love today? Did you love yesterday? Were you with me? Yes. <laughs> okay. Victor liked it a little bit. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus, but in retrospect, if you're when you finish hearing this podcast YouTube of the year that we had of travel in 2017, you're going to want you know, to I think I, you're Robbins, we, we started to do these and realize how many stories we have. And so bear with, there's so much great stories and things that we learn from. And then my own personal growth, which is still always ongoing, is I really could care less sharing it with that. I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, hey, this is just Robbins always encouraging me to be whoever I am, right? So 2017 started off with a great road trip to, because 2016, I think we told the story about Europe. Did we in the last first one? We talked about, okay, when we went to Europe for a year or for six months, we started off, we went back to San Diego. Uh, We always go there for winter to surf and Christmas time, see family. And we started off, I think it was probably (laughs) April, 
usually it's around spring that we do a California coast road trip and we went up to Mendocino. There were, um, not, it, it was a, it was a nice trip. It was the kind of trip it's that familiar. if you don't travel a lot and you just want to, and you, especially if you have young kids, it was a really nice road trip. It was pleasant. It's pleasant. I think nothing one of the epic. Things, yeah, nothing epic, but it's also, there's a predictability consistency. They're never too far from, you know, creature comforts, which makes it critical for like little kids. And like right? for us now, we always want to bag yeah. these epic peaks. Then at the time it was like, wow, there's this like nice little two to four mile strolls in the forest. I mean, Mendocino, Russian Gulch is so it's gorgeous. 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 It's so great. And so we, we started there and I'd love to, honestly, I could spend an hour telling you about all the great things in Mendocino area and that whole road trip, um, surfing the coast. It was great, but we have a lot to cover this year. So let's get into it. Costa Rica. We went back to Costa Rica Tico in 20, 2017. And you know, it's sad. I should have looked. Better. I'm pretty sure that's the time where we did a whole month. Yeah, we yeah. did a whole month in Costa Rica and we hit like four areas and it was it was so awesome. We could have spent like double, triple the amount of time on that trip. We we started in Pavones. Getting to Pavones now is like, it's kind of easy, I think. It's, it's um, easier. I still don't think it's easy. I don't know if with COVID and yeah, stuff, if yeah. it's easy, but it's easy in like the roads. It's like, there's a road down. No. I'm pretty sure it's mostly no. paved. Paved? I'm like, pretty sure. How long? We're on a gravel dirt road for hours. Like, hours. Yeah, it's horrible. Pavones is like the furthest south you can get pretty much on the Pacific side of Costa Rica. And it's a great uh, left breaking wave. In fact, like, one time I caught it and I think I was on the wave for like 10 minutes. It felt <laughs> like. And you had to, like, it's and so long I you can't did paddle not. back. <laughs> you can't paddle like you really don't want to paddle back you just get out and walk back for five minutes and then paddle back in yeah literally um, a couple hundred 200 yard rides are common there when the wave connects so it makes it really epic but if you're not a surfer i don't know if anything else would draw you down there right oh uh, yoga there's a lot of really nice yoga routines yeah. the place that we uh, always stay at is um really nice because they have this huge yoga deck and uh it's pretty small resort i don't know the owners are cool what's the place called uh marea alta that's Casa right. Maria Alta. And there's that little town, is it Punta Banco? Punta Banco, yeah. It's right below, like we kind of stay between Punta Banco. One of the things with going down that far to, to Costa Rica is like, you're going to have to like to eat your gallo pinto and uh, plantains. There's not a whole lot in amenities and there's some small stores, but definitely was awesome. I think um, for for me, I could sit and stare at waves. So it was, even if I wasn't catching, ever catching waves, because it, it was always about that, then I would just get angry. Um, it was certainly a, a pretty cool vacation, but starting there for an entire month gave us a sense of like, well, we have time, right? Yeah. So the uh, other thing with Costa Rica is was, he stares at waves, but I'm like, you stare at so much wildlife there. There's so many birds mm. and monkeys right above your head. And that part was really amazing. As far as food, it's kind of cool because for us, because we're traveling on a budget, it's easy to, there's like a truck drives by for 20 bucks. You fill up enough produce for our family for a week almost. And then you just go to the gas station, of course. And that's where you get your meat because yeah. the gas station is also the grocery store. And it's not really even a gas station because you get bottles of gas, like, yeah. like oil can, what you'd fill your oil with is like how you get the gas down there. But it was, it was great. And you, you just end up, it's kind of like hostile living and you end up 
saving so much money. That's why we traveled so much because you end up in these locations that you can't spend hundreds of uh, dollars. The uniqueness really. was with us staying in the hostel, and this is always not. That was actually a nice part of being in the, a large family is you booked the whole hostel. Right. Almost. Well, we we had all, that was almost, when we stayed with all those those French guys. That yeah, were but so we're amazing. in the same room, right? I mean, think about so that. So we're there. We were staying with these three um, young French guys that were also in like the the hostel or the room next to us and whatever. And they, um, so we had already been to France, and I have these weird things about me that like <laughs> little things like I'll tell you, you know, I can tell you eat salads and eat eat more protein and more healthy fats and all these typical healthy things but then i'll tell you weird things like this like an emergency packet emergency packet before you go for a run and and it's just like i'll have my best runs after that or i can't eat like i cannot eat food if i'm having a glass of wine it's like you have your wine and then you finish and then you have your meal you don't mix the two and whereas victor's like no no, no i have to have my food with my wine and and i totally believe him i think it's because he's type o i'm type a but of weird theories until we met these Frenchmen and they have just as weird of theories as me. And so sure. I think sometimes it's, I mean, maybe just cause I have French blood, I don't know, but it's the, it was so funny. There's these little pitayas and they're like these little red berries that grow on the plant and they're packed with vitamin C and they'll, they'll say things like, no, don't eat those. It's too close to bedtime. You'll never sleep. And it's totally a thing. It totally, it's so true. If I had those before bed, I would not sleep. Or even just how they cook, the meals they prepared with like the ratio of veggies to eggs. And it was, it was, it was, it was, it was cool. unique as it always inside. I think that's one of those side notes of on travel and mixing with other people and learning of other, other cultures. But Costa Rica always has a. And it's funny how you go to certain spots and like food for us, um, Victor and Danny have to eat a lot all the time. And so one of the things that help is that you can find eggs anywhere. And I should say eat a lot. They eat very clean, but high protein diet. So mm. you don't want to be stuck on a road trip between Danny and Victor on a high protein diet. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> okay. It's not true, but you, you get eggs everywhere. And so, you know, we always travel with our uh, cookware so we can cook on the side of the road or anywhere we need to. And Didn't it was have, interesting. Then I don't know if we did on that trip, no, but normally yeah. there in Costa Rica, you can always find eggs. Like within a mile, you can walk and always find eggs. And it was, it's, it's just interesting. Like for example, when we were in Spain later this year and we, we did France and then we did Spain and we saw our friends in Spain and I'm like, okay, if you're on the Basque country of Spain, you don't necessarily like that corner of France that we love, that Hosegur, Biarritz area, all good people, everyone's good people. But yeah. like, I'm kind of partial, like just a little, like like to this French much, food. you're not looking at you on the podcast, but huge to French food, okay? Chocolate croissants, French butter, I guess, I'm sorry. Like nobody does it in the world as good as, and so then you're on the Spain side, and while the Basque people have amazing chorizo, and they have amazing, actually what you would be surprised is like uh, their pastries with the apple, because that Basque, the Asturias area has so many apples growing. Yeah. They have a lot of pastries, but they do the bread different. different. It's like more of like, if you've been to Mexico, you have the pastries there. It's more with oil than with the butter, and it just tastes different. And so, <laughs> We would joke with our friend, like, oh, you know, it's not the same. Where's the French butter and stuff? They're like very offensive. Like, how dare you say, like, 
French food is not that good. It's not like our Spanish food here. <laughs> but there's Remember? obviously a little bit of every country has their personal pride. So, but when they see something, she, I remember our friends thinking it was really strange that Robin was taking butter and putting it on her bread. It's like, that's kind of weird. We don't see that around here. And literally it's like France is, I don't know, 50 miles yeah. away. And they're like, we don't see that. That's weird. What are you talking about? <laughs> you, you go surf in France and you see that. I'm not yeah. so weird. But back to back Costa, Rica. Costa Rica. So, oh, go ahead. You have a story ahead. for Pavones? Uh, not that I remember off the top. Where were you going to go with? Where, where our next stop was Playa Negra. Playa Negra. Too heavy. Too heavy a wave. Playa Negra, man. You pull in. And that was the first time for me to try and pretend to be a good surfer. And I mean, right when we got there, there was a competition. It wasn't the WSL, but it was a pretty high level competition going on. And it's just the perfect breaking wave. And from the shore, you're like, mm, yeah, maybe. maybe, maybe. And I paddled out one time there. And I don't have a tendency to sit on the sideline long enough. I sat on the, the side of the lineup for a little while, but I write about this in my book that I'm like, yeah, my ego definitely got in the way. And I'm like, all right, I can go. These guys are going. I I'm good. I can do this. And I got crushed. And like, you just get slammed against the reef. And it takes one time of hitting the reef hard. And you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to go watch you, Gabby. And even Gabby, who's better surfer than me by far. But she was younger. I think now she could probably Now she'd be totally fine. Then one she those, caught one. It's a, it's a strange sport in that, in that you're always adjusting. And... And there's like a uh, risk assessment, right? For sure. I mean, I was, I'm not on a short enough board for that wave, but at the time, you know, you want to, you want to try Playa Negra. It was amazing how, uh, how just hot it was like, that was Costa Rica even walk. hot, You hot. couldn't even like, you could not get from your house to the, to the water without burning, burning. giving yourself significant burn. And all the bats, there were so many bats in our house. There we rented a house. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just absolutely stunning. It was just gorgeous. And then we went over, um, from there, we went into the middle to Arenal and Monteverde. And that part was really cool because, uh, very different. Monteverde, um, I kind of like better in some ways. We went, that's where we went, um, ziplining yeah. through the forest. Yeah. And that was really one cool. One of the most, yeah, for me, ziplining was one of the coolest experiences being above that canopy. Arnold, they're both like slightly touristy, I'm sure more. It was, what was nice is Monteverde. Um, God, I'm trying to think, like you, you drive up, it's like such a steep hill to get up there. And it's uh, maybe because it's just, it's touristy. But at, I know a big thing with like, that was the one we had to pay a ton of money just to go walk to a forest. I was kind of mad oh, about yeah. that. Is that Cerro Chato? No. No, this different. was a different, that's in Arnold. This oh, one we Manuel had to Antonio. pay. Yeah. No. No. It's <laughs> a different one. We should have taken notes before we were squeezing in. We got to record. Open the bottle of wine. Let's record yeah. real quick. Um, this one was, you had to pay. It's like a reserve. I think it was Santa Rosa. Um, it was a reserve and you had to pay. We were on such a tight budget and it was like, I don't know, probably $10 per person to go walk through this forest. And they make it sound like, oh, if you walk through, you're going to see all this wildlife and you might see the famous Quetzal, the Quetzalcoatl or whatever that no, bird is. Like, remember. You don't remember. And so you had to walk through, and I remember the whole time, like, thinking, gosh, compared to, like, a regular national park in the U.S., like, it wasn't that amazing. Now, the birds, yes, they're trying to sell you, but, the, like, listen to all the butterflies and birds, or not listen to the birds, see the butterflies. This shows a healthy ecosystem. But part of me just felt like, 
I just got ripped off. This is not, I mean, it's a forest. It's beautiful. It's a forest. Oh, now I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And at the end, you're just like, oh, I don't know. I just spent 60 bucks for, so it's those two areas. There's this tug between, okay, you're supporting the Local community. Economy, yeah. And I felt like this in Croatia a lot too. But at the same time, you're kind of like, yeah, well, that wasn't much of a wow factor for the money. The zip lining was pretty cool, though. Yeah, definitely. And that is, when does the Gavilana story come in? That's the next. Okay, so Victor's been ready for this. He's pumped for this story. No, so I'm not from, pumped for it. <laughs> from, I can't remember. I'm going to have to introduce it really well. From Monteverde, we went over to, oh, Monteverde. I got another story really quick. We go to Monteverde and we're driving our rental car, which is, of course, a minivan because it's the only thing that fits us. And the, the roads are really steep. And to get to some of these areas, you're on a dirt gravel road. Well, the the minivan was manual, which wasn't a big deal. I'm used to riding, driving quads. and I'm used to, to stick shift. It's not a big deal. But we turn a corner and you must have been driving. Were you driving then? Nope. No. And there's a roadblock. And so we stall. Yes, you were driving. Oh yeah, and I ended up <laughs> up against the wall. He stalled, and then, and then because we had to stop, he rolled. He ended Get up rolling. when he went to go start again. We rolled up. Oh, we were like at the side of a cliff, and you had it, this Toyota Tacoma had to pull us out. Yeah, Do you yeah, remember yeah. Oh now? my gosh, yeah, I remember that now, and I hated that. So well, this is why Victor, like now I'm, I'm telling the story not to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you do that. It's more like we're, we need to practice empathy and compassion. Like he wasn't in those situations as a kid. And it was a little stressful because, you know, if, at the time I remember I ended up driving and I had to pop the clutch to get us going again. For some reason, they towed us out. And then I remember when I they towed me out. I'm used to with our quads. We used to once they get the speed up. Once you, you pop get the it. speed, you put in second, you pop the clutch, and then you you start going again. And they were it was like a big deal because all the workers come to help like pull us out of this ditch before we go off of a cliff with our minivan, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and then like Victor's just like, that. oh, I just like blocked that. I did not want to remember Great. that. Great, thanks for reminding <laughs> me that. But it was fun. It was well, we, seriously like twenty degrees. It was super steep, like. Why anyone would grade a road that I remember now. Yeah. It's like everything is so steep and you have like this four cylinder minivan and we're packed. And it was a blind corner. You yeah. turned the corner and, and like yeah. and like had to hit the brakes and then it stalled and then when you went to go restart, <sighs> it went back and then yeah. you're on the edge and we're like, stop, stop, stop. And then everyone gets together and they're like, Don't worry, don't worry, I got a rope. We'll we'll hit you up and yeah. pull you out. Yeah. It was awesome. Experiences. To me, remember, if you've watched our past ones, Carrots and Sticks, to me, that was a carrot. People came together to help each other out and pull you out of that situation. So it was a win. You might have looked at it as a carrot then, but now you're looking at it as a, I mean, as a stick back then, but now it's a carrot. Definitely a carrot. Yeah. Because in the end, I trapped more faith in people. And then we drove across from there to Arenal. And I remember, do you remember stopping at that famous German bakery? Yeah. So the, it was so yummy. And the, the whole like countryside there, it, it's gorgeous. So I mean, Monteverde, really touristy, Arenal, really touristy, but then there's this space between the two on the lake that was really pretty and just reminded me of driving through Europe. When we got to Arenal, we did not stay in town. We stayed on the outskirts. I don't remember what the town was called, but we get there and 
gosh, what was that area called? I really, it's going to bug me. We stayed oh, in this like glamping area that my brother had stayed in. And he said, oh, it was really cool. And I'm like, all right, perfect. We get there and Victor's stomach wasn't well. And I remember it was because when we were in Monteverde, we made the mistake of drinking out of the tap a few times. And you know, you shouldn't do that, but we did. And, and we drank tap water a few times. And, and honestly, it's not that it's bad. And honestly, it's just I remember by Pavonis, I was already hurting. That's true. Right, and you know what? Like, it's not, it's even like in Montana, the same thing that you, it's not that the water's bad. It's that the mineral content is different. So it starts to affect you just because of the mineral difference. It's not like you're getting sick per se, but it was coming, the water come in and it would just push everything right out really fast. Yeah. So we go for a walk down to, um, you went, so Robin went for this walk and she came across a lady and, well, there's literally, I know, I'm sorry. I, I promise I'll let you tell the story. <laughs> it was, the girls and I were, where we were staying, we were kind of on the outskirts and we were bored. And so we're walking a dirt road and there's nothing to do or see except that I see a sign that says cafe. I'm like, ooh, let's go get a cup of coffee. That would be fun. Except it's not a, there's nothing. There's nothing there. There's not even a, it's not really even a coffee shop. I walk in and the lady's taking, she's like making a funny face. She's like, oh, sorry. I just, mm, I just took a shot of Gavilana. Uh, it's because my stomach's not well, you know, and I'm like, huh? Your stomach's not well? You took a shot? Wait, wait, catch me up. Tell me your, well, yeah, like we make our own gavilana because sometimes, you know, you drink the water or some, you eat food that's bad and it messes your stomach up. So we take, we make this thing called gavilana. That's, um, how much proof? I mean, Maybe? it was, it was, like, no, it was, it was like taking, it was like tequila, if not a little bit stronger, like mezcal. Like yeah. it was, it was a high okay, proof. Okay, you can tell the story now. And so Robin purchases this bottle of Gavilana, which is essentially a bitters um, mezcal, uh, the way I put it. It's a bitters alcohol, so it's extremely bitter. And the gal tells her tells Robin that I should take a shot every hour till the runs, my, go, till away. The runs go away. Well, they come back, and I'm like, well, I'm hurting. I'm dehydrated. One thing about Victor, if I say you should try this, he's he really he tries every time. That's why he healed his adrenals. But he's really good at this. So I, I wouldn't have been. I able proceeded to, take that many to do, shots. I think six shots that night in six hours. I'm man, I'm feeling. It's like I don't know if I have the runs anymore, but like, but I'm drunk. <laughs> um, and actually, three shots in, I'm like. I it didn't. Was I was better. getting better. I didn't need to go run to the bathroom every hour or whatever time I ate, um, and so. Then the I, next day. Yeah, the next day is when we did Cerro Chato, and uh, we saw. I still had some of the bottle left, so we went and hiked. What was that? Five six hours. Oh yeah, it's, it's a pretty. But I basically did the same thing, and I'm thinking to myself. <laughs> Man, I am so drunk, but I'm so happy I don't have the runs. <laughs> at the end, I go like, you should definitely hike with this more often. It was so fun. And so I come to find out that, you know, bitters essentially, like from a physiological standpoint, essentially create a probiotic, your own probiotic sludge by putting something bitter in your mouth. And that's part of the reason some of the health benefits associated with eating something like arugula triggers a mechanism in your in your, in your your gut to release this probiotic sludge. Which so, that is one of my weird things is like, there's nothing like arugula and it's hard to get arugula here in Polson. It drives me crazy. But like one of my some. weird things is like, we used to live off of arugula and I can't right now. Yeah, we need to grow it. So Gavilana. So if, you, if you ever have any problems, that was swear, a, three shots in, you're going to be like, wow, this is working. 
Yeah, and it was so fun to hike with Victor and that day. There, I have proof. It's in my book. I talk about like, oh yeah, my husband, he was so fun to hike with that day. Because I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then from Costa Rica there, we went to the what? other side. Did yeah, you have yeah. another story? No, no, no. Okay. Go to the other side. We, we went to the Caribbean, Caribbean side. side. And my sister and my brother-in-law bought a bar. And I'm going to tell you the name of the bar. And like 10% of the listeners are like, I've been there. They bought a bar in Costa Rica called Tasty Waves and created such an amazing culture. vibe there, culture for sure. And they, it was our first time to go there and I was really excited to see that side. Uh, the Caribbean side, it's so beautiful. Uh, the only thing with it is I got, it was pretty cool to be there and see two sides of like, wow, this is really cool what you guys created. And two, I totally get why you live in the US because if I had to live down there, and my sister's a lot like me. Uh, like there's, yes, I love to surf. Oh, she's a lot like me and she doesn't even surf. So there's just a lot to do, but not really anything to do. Actually, there's not a lot to do. It's a cool vibe if you love sitting on the beach, drinking, and you can surf whenever you want or whenever the surf is good, it's awesome. But it was hard. I remember being on that side thinking like, God, there's just not, there's not a lot other than partying and surfing. That's pretty, and it was hot and or else you have the rainy season. It was really cool to go to Sloth Beach. Uh, what's that? Uva? Punta Uva. Punta Uva. There are some really, there's a cool sloth. So it was really an amazing start to the year between our two-week road trip and then going to Costa Rica. And then we landed and turned around. That was amazing. And our year was just getting started. So Gosh, we're going to need like I, three podcasts for this. <laughs> and we're on a time schedule because you have a client coming in soon. So All right. So we go for an 11-week road trip. This was to me, actually, Costa Rica was cool, but this was going to be like my dream because nothing is as awesome as a road trip in the U.S., to me at least. After all the places we traveled, I would choose a U.S. road trip any day. So we went to, sorry, in San Diego, up real fast through California, Oregon. I mean, real fast by my standards, like a week or two, through California, Oregon, uh, this was, uh, it's funny, this is where we started our Nomads blog really a lot that year. And I have so many stories that I kind of have given up on, like, because what happens is you end up writing a blog out of like, oh, I want to share. And then you're like, well, nobody finds it if you don't SEO it. So you have to write what people want to hear instead of what you want to hear. And so it's interesting. That was kind of the year I still got to write about what I like to talk about. But he didn't SEO, so nobody saw it. So I had to like kind of abandon all those well, stories. Well, you probably ended up learning a little bit about the business of blogging, right? Yeah, you kind of had to move from passion to business, which is not always, always good. good <laughs> we ended up in um, the area of uh, Leavenworth. We did the enchantments. That was Washington. an amazing hike. We went through, um, and then we crossed the border into Canada and discovered Squamish, Squamish. and Whistler. Wow, any highlights for... Uh, Squamish was a spot that you really liked. I really liked Squamish because you could get lost. And poor, man, like, poor Canada. Poor Canada. It's not um, fair. You just don't know what will happen there at this point. But ultimately, what's awesome about Squamish is you can be 20 minutes. You can be at a brewery or groceries and you could be lost in this beautiful little wilderness. I love Squamish because the, the access points to the rock climbing were super easy. The hikes are easy to find. The chief alone just standing So in Squamish, the there's this huge dome, almost picture like a Yosemite-sized dome sitting in the middle of 
the town is called the chief and so you can hike to the top of that you can rock climb it but right next to it there's an area called um smoke bluffs and it's li literally like rock climbing in a residential area so the kids can be playing on the playground while we're rock climbing yeah or and a lot of it's top rope so we weren't as good especially uh I haven't improved at all since then, but Gabby's gotten much better at rock climbing. So we actually, and as a family, even, climb even, better. It's just like surfing. I don't consider myself a rock climber or a surfer ever. I'm, Maybe just, this year. I don't Maybe know. Maybe this year. So we um, we spent a ton of time, a lot of time in Squamish. I was like, I have a notes because I have otherwise I wouldn't remember. But we have the best story here in Squamish. I actually wrote a blog about one of the cool things is like we bounce between Squamish and Whistler and there's this highway. Well, a lot of times to save money, we'll just camp. We'll camp. We don't call it camp. We just sleep on the side of the road. And I remember waking up one morning and then like, yeah, this is the treat. This is the life. <laughs> Victor's thinking like, this is the dream. You want to wake up on the side of a highway and then go rock climbing. And I haven't showered in two days. This is not the dream. Yeah. But it was the dream to me at the time. It still is the dream. So we end up, um, we slept on the side of the road, which I was like, score, free camping, all right, nothing happens, beautiful day. Hey, let's go park the RV at, where'd you go swimming? Brom Lake. And then we're gonna go rock, my brother was with us at, with us at the time, and so we could take his car, Francisco, Francisco to the rock climbing and leave the Her RV. My brother's not called Francisco, his car was called Francisco. <laughs> we'll leave the RV, in the parking lot with the kids with the younger kids and just gabby me victor and my brother oh go rock climb i'm like this makes so much sense this is great and i was gonna trick well i didn't trick him i kind of told him like hey we're gonna go climb and i'm gonna take him up a multi-pitch and he had never done that so we go climb i pull in the brom parking lot it's 7 a.m i'm not really thinking about like oh it's only 7 a.m it's empty right now duh there were no signs that said no rv parking and so we go climb and i take victor up a multi-pitch it wasn't as crazy multi-pitch but it was a multi-pitch there's two pitches do you remember when you got up to the first pitch oh yeah same thing that happens every time we try to multi-pitch i freak out like what are we doing up here how am i supposed to like control the rope it's like it's so much rope management he gets there and he's and i'm like okay so you're on a sheer rock face you know we're probably like 60 meters up no, yeah. no, 60 feet up. 60 feet up. And I go, okay, well, just, just like tie in, like put put on your personal anchor into the anchors and and then you're going to blame me. You want me to do what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like clip yourself in here. Look, clip in. Okay, you're good. See, you won't fall. Let go. No, no. Let go with both hands. No, no. Both hands at the same time, right? Yeah, that's the hard part is like you wanted to hold, I wanted to hold on with one hand. But you're going to need two hands to belay me. It's such an uncomfortable feeling the first time, but. And he did. Yeah. He did. It was Actually, great. better than the last time we just And did so it. we get up to, the, I get up the second pitch and he's about to come up the second pitch and my phone's ringing. I'm like, okay. I look at my phone. I'm like, oh, it's Isabel. Shoot. Oh no, sorry. It was Danny. Danny's like, um, we have a, we have a problem. You need to get back here ASAP. Yeah. Okay, well, we're in the middle of a climb. Oh, Victor, climb faster. He's like, I'm so not comfortable with this, but yeah. you want me to. I'm like, the kids, the kids need us. And so you've never seen Victor climb so fast. All you say is, the kids need us. <laughs> and he's like, like so he flew up that rock. So we go back, back, and um, I guess in, you should tell. I, I talk too much. You tell the story with Isabel. Well, apparent, apparently, the, the, 
the story goes is that uh, because Robin was parked in this very small parking lot, they started getting grief because it was a, a very popular weekend. And so it's filled up really quick. And Robin was across a couple sites as opposed to f actually fitting in. Yeah, so site. like I was hogging three sites. She was hogging three sites in our class C. And, uh, and Isabel, or a car pulled up and started giving the kids a hard time about parking there. And they were in a call You can't police. park here. Yeah. Uh, and well, Daniel probably should have been the one to handle the situation. He just kind of like ignored it. And Isabel, who then was how old? Uh, I'll do the math while you talk. <laughs> well, Isabel steps out to like go to talk to her. She's thinking she's going to go. I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. And it escalated to the 13. point. Yeah, she was 13. And obviously the person who was driving was of driving age or older, but not much. I mean, ultimately she was a young lady and decided to like, oh, I'm going to vent to this young lady. And it was really, really to the point where Isabel was so angry when I got back that she's like, you could tell she, she was, was vibrating, she was vibrating like, she, oh my God, dad, I want to, I just wanted to fight this lady. She this had an altercation with her because the not lady. Not altercation, a verbal altercation, not a physical altercation. <laughs> I just said altercation. Well, you gotta be careful. People think Isabel was in a fight with a Canadian. But she wasn't was, a verbal fight. And so, and it was a big deal because we, we still joke to it to this day that, you know, Isabel, Isabel teaches mindfulness to kids. And I was like, but at the time she was just so hurt that the person attacked her that her uh, eight wing came out and she's just like step back lady you do not <laughs> you are not allowed to talk to me this way we do not we cannot move the rv we do not have driver's license you need to just leave <laughs> and put the put the lady in her place because the lady was yelling at her and Yelling. attacking her like we're gonna call the police on you and in everyone's defense on the nomad side there were not there was not a sign that said no rv parking and the and isabel the said, said that it. like there's no sign she's like well there used to be and isabel's like well how am i supposed to know that yeah. if if there used to be and there's not now and isabel's pretty uh sharp Even she can and... like hold her own in those type of things and it was really funny because now we just joke like isabel's so nice but don't have an angry canadian yeah, we'll make the angry Canadian joke all the time. And she loved it. So that wraps up Canada's uh, Whistler side. And then we went through Glacier National Park in the Canadian side, which was absolutely gorgeous. It was a little too bad because my wonderful husband chose to work out in the campground instead of go explore the beautiful there were, trails. That was one day, okay? <laughs> and then we that. went... Well, at that point, I was still traveling with a bunch of free weight and a barbell, and I would just rip it out in the in a campground and work out because I, I felt like I was losing my gains. But at this point, I'm like, I'm not, I don't lose sleep over working out, but sometimes my body tells me I gotta go do some push-ups or whatever that was. I remember at the time, I have a picture of it because I was creating like, oh, I'll create content. Thinking to myself, what the hell was I thinking? Of course, we did have Tati at the time and Tati just, was just She's so hard to hike horrible with. at hiking. And so it's just like, at the point, at that point, it was a win-win because I'm like, I got to work out. Tati got here. Robin got to do, go, go hike with we got to the hike three fast elders. Andrea went with us, I think, on the yeah. Hike, didn't he? Yeah, it was just me it and was Tati. Good. It was really, it's a, it's an underrated area of Canada, Canada's Glacier National Park. It's really, really pretty. Um, we went from there to Banff, and that was amazing. Uh, like you can't say enough about how gorgeous Banff. But yeah, I was just gonna say, but it's it's crowded like, and it's, it's touristy. It's really crowded. And we did Lake Louise. There's some cool things though about like if you're on a budget, 
there was a, I thought this was pretty cool. There's this huge parking lot, like a few miles outside of Banff that it's only maybe 20 bucks to camp. Maybe that, yeah, probably about 20 bucks to camp out overnight. Like a hundred people do it. And then the a shuttle bus will pick you up from that campground and take you up to Lake Louise and all and uh, Moraine Lake, which is really cool because the crowds can get so bad that there's no parking and it's a little stressful. And traffic, yeah. So that was that was really unique. Uh, I've been through Banff a couple times since then, and it's it's a great. It, I mean, what's not to love about Banff and Jasper Icefields Parkway? It's yep. so great. On that trip, we only did Banff. We hadn't gone through the other spots. But Partially because of the fires. Another right? trip. We went from there down south towards Canmore. Um, the one thing about like uh, hiking all of those glacier. Uh, Canada's Glacier, Banff, Lake Louise. Like there are some easy hikes, but there are so many intense hikes. Like, um, gosh, there's a couple. I mean, even Lake Louise, you can just go to Lake Louise and take a picture, or you can hike. We did like a 13 mile up through Devil's Thumb, and you can you can make it really. I did the tea house with Tati, and she was like done at that point, right? It reminded me. I know it is. It was a mix of between what, like in Europe, you have really amazing hikes to refugios and hotels restaurants up on the top very of the mountain. yeah very common um when you hike in in europe to be to, for there to be a desk sort of a destination get get a nice cup of tea um have a nice meal and then climb down but in, in the states because we have so many bigger peaks and some a lot of that is not developed it's, just not developed. it's not developed so that we don't have that as that far as a it, country we're kind of babies at that yeah at that point i think uh, another couple hundred years and we're going to see that a little bit more often because people are going to want to live in these areas because a lot of the, isabel's the dream is to put like refugios on u.s mountaintops yeah. um so then from there we went down to idaho and this was our first honestly of all that i can say squamish was amazing banff was amazing but then we got to idaho and like Idaho spoke more to my soul because it's just, it's so gorgeous, so amazing, but like without all the fluff, all the touristy stuff, like it's just, Idaho is just raw and real. You even, and it's kind of a happy medium for us because we both love Idaho. Yeah, I like, yeah, Idaho is nice. Okay, it's not love, whole, like. Well, Robin always has, uses that word love and I go, I save that word for select things like my wife. I love my wife. I like, I like Idaho. I like Idaho. <laughs> I like Idaho a lot because it provides an opportunity, um, sort of less regulation, more self-regulated. Like, go out there, you know, ride your quads, ride your ride your razors. Like, figure it out. You know, it's a lot more wild, right? Oh yeah, I love that about yeah. Idaho. So it's not personal it's responsibility. Not personal responsibility is one of those places. So you have all these um, areas that you can get lost and just be off grid if you wanted. It was really nice. So we discovered on that trip the first time we went to Sandpoint, which is amazing. McCall. Um, Stanley. Oh, Stanley. Goat Lake. Goat Lake's pretty amazing because you can hike. It's only, it's a little steep, but come on. It's like two, three miles to the lake. And it's one of the prettiest lakes ever to get to. And I, I, I thought that whole trip was amazing. Then we made it to the Tetons for our first. That was the year of the eclipse. So we also on that trip wanted to make it um that was also the first year i kind of skimmed through oregon i think that was the first year we discovered bend and i apparently somebody just wrote a comment on our blog that bend is not what i remember bend as being it's probably the same as san diego where there's just tents everywhere but bend um that was our first time in bend only because i remember mountain biking there that, that feels, was amazing 
fills. So we get the first time to get to, um, we're heading- Tetons. We're heading towards the Tetons because we thought, oh, it's the eclipse. Let's watch the eclipse from the Tetons. That will be so because fun. It, well, because it's in the path of the eclipse, right? Correct. And that's what I wanted. That was a good detail, that's, thank that you. That was a good detail, sorry. Um, so we're driving from, the big thing with that, that trip is we didn't necessarily have an itinerary. So there was like the first time where we're like, all right, let's see where we want to go and we'll just choose day by day. And we got to Victor, Idaho, and I distinctly remember we had like a day before the eclipse. So we were like, oh, let's wing it. We can, we have time. Remember getting to the stoplight and going left or right. And everyone's like, huh? Like, where do you want to go? Left or right? And they're, I don't know. I'm like, okay, let's just go. Right. And this is a common occurrence in, in our travels over the six years that we literally get to forks on the road. And whether it's a decision for like to see what it is or we've gotten out of vehicles and like, Victor, where do you want to go for your, you know, like, what do you want to pursue career wise? And we get out of the car and we have it out and we make a decision and, and we go from there. And, and there are many things like that in life. I think people don't, they gloss over it, but there are many times in life that that, that needs to happen. And so yeah. indecision is, is horrible. And we've literally had those moments and I do think we're better off for them. We go right and we go over the Teton Pass. It's our first time. If you've been over Teton Pass a hundred times, then you probably take it for granted. But I know there's so many people in the world, or there's so many people I know that have never gone over Teton Pass. Teton Pass is super steep. It's drop dead gorgeous. And we get to the top of the pass and I had, you know, if you've never been to Jackson Hole, it has this thing, you know, stigma with it. Oh, Jackson Hole. And you get to the top of the pass and you look down on Jackson Hole and it was really crowded that weekend because of the eclipse and we get out and i start talking to ranger randy and ranger randy grew up in in um in jackson right? jackson hole but he was also has a house in encinitas san diego so i was like "Ooh, you're my kind of person like except i'm really i'm not on his level but i thought like oh i'm identifying with you yeah this is cool you're a mountains and ocean kind of person and i thought it was really cool we'd sit there and talk to him for like an hour and in the end, he said, okay, so you have to ride something mom. Who's it? Whose mom is it? it? Phil's mom. No, it's not Phil. That's Phil's trailhead. Yeah. You have to ride. Jimmy. Jimmy's mom. Because we're talking, we're like saying, oh, we surf, we mountain bike. Except like, let's be honest, we're not that good at any of these things. Gabby is. I'm not, but I still do the bare minimum of it because I enjoy it. And so he's telling us, okay, you got to ride Jimmy's mom. It's so cool because... Jimmy was my friend growing up and his mom bought us bikes. And, and so we made this trail that starts at the top of the pass and goes down to the bar at the bottom of the hill. And, and so we went for a hike and then I go, okay, we went for a hike. Then we, from that, we're really close to the pass. The whole family goes for this four mile hike. Beautiful. Then we come back and I go, Victor, Gabby and I are going to go for a bike ride and we go for a bike ride and we get lost. And so it takes us really long time and we get back to the RV and I go, Hey Victor, why don't you, I got to ride Jimmy's mom to see what he's talking about because he, I, I want to know. I just have to know of everything that people tell me. And so we go, Hey, meet me at the bar. You take the motor home down. Gabby and I'll ride Jimmy's mom down the hill mountain, the steep grade that I can't, I like, you don't tow your fifth wheel over this. In my blog, I say, don't tow your fifth wheel over this. If we take Momo over this pass, it takes it like I'll go up at like way, 30, 30, 30 miles an hour. hour like it's up. so steep. And so we're like, we'll ride it down. 
So Gavin and I go to, he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And rolls his eyes like, oh, my wife, I love her so much, but she always puts me in these horrible positions because he's going to worry about me, rightfully so. And so uh, we go to ride it. And within like maybe two minutes, Gabby and I are like, yeah, we need to walk. This is way too steep. This is out of our league. Except that even walking down the trail, Gabby falls and cuts her leg because it's so steep. You can't even walk your bike down it. Yeah, I and mean, so, it's a black double black diamond or whatever for mountain biking. It's, it's, it's advanced. you got to get airs, be ready to get air every <laughs> every so few bad. seconds, right? It's it's big. And we don't even have, you don't even have the right bikes for that. We're not on hardtails. We're on hardtails <laughs> that are like basically cross-country bike, cross-country bikes. It's a standing joke that Gabby and I, we're really not good mountain bikers, but we love mountain biking. And so when we're mountain biking, people always pass us and we look at each other and joke and we're like, it's yeah, it's, cause it's, it's the bike or it's the gear because we're always in like this kind of sweatshirts and leggings. Oh, gear. What about, what about the fact that our bikes have been sitting on the back of a class C for like years and like they don't even <laughs> barely shift? I'll be break. happy if I get like three, um, <laughs> three gears out of my shifting when I go, well, if you're downhill and I was like, oh, well, we don't need, we just need brakes, which they kind of work. Kind of. Kind of. Um, Victor, get those fixed. Get those fixed. Yeah, so like what, three hours later, we make it to you after we've like slid down the hill. I mean, and we finally eventually get worrying, to a road right? that we don't have to be on the trail yeah. and we ride the road down. And that, but the road was amazing. Yeah. And so that From takes there. us to the Tetons. We're not going to finish this all in one, no, one cut. No, of course not. So maybe we should wrap it up there with the eclipse, like starting with the with eclipse the, next time. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll the eclipse, that. yeah. So we're going to end this with, um, that was 2017 through California coast that really could that? have been its own vlog because the California coast is so amazing. Costa Rica a month, which could have been its own story because love, it was so great. Yeah, there's so many stories. And then our stories. 11 week road trip to the summer, we are ending at August 17th or August mm -hmm. 19th, whatever the eclipse was. Right before was. the eclipse. On our next and podcast, we're gonna let you know what it's actually like to be in the path of that eclipse and what mysterious things happen when the darkness comes. So cool. So cool. In fact, is that the is it an eclipse year this year? I don't yes. Think so. Really? Twenty twenty one. Yes. Oh, wow. But we have to go to Argentina. Yeah. Which won't happen, I think. No. Okay. All right. Thanks you guys.